but I think around 2016, when all I had been doing was just doing the class wads, I hadn't been doing anything else. And I came in, I think, I don't know, fifth, I don't know what, but you know, relatively close. And I was like, huh, <laughs> like if I really put in some more time here, maybe did some more weightlifting or something other than just wads, like, um, I think I might be able to, to make it work. And so that's kind of when I decided, like, I'm going to start getting a little serious about it. Hi, my name is Scott Schweitzer, and I am the Clydesdale. My friends Amy Radowski, Charlie Yodi, Kat Shear love fitness as a sport as much as I do. We are all 40-plus Masters Age athletes who give all we have to lead a healthy, active life. We also want to bring you athlete interviews, human interest stories, and all the news surrounding the sport of fitness. If you like what you hear, consider giving us a five-star rating and writing a review. We are also available with full video on YouTube at the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast as well as all traditional podcast platforms. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Clydesdale underscore fitness and friends. And now, off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast. Hey guys, this is Kat. Did anybody try... The Annie workout, awful Annie from the CrossFit Games this weekend. Amy and I had a one-on-one, like head-to-head competition. And I just want to tell you that my double unders were so on. And I'm pretty sure the reason is I broke out my Evo rope from RX Smart Gear. So this Evo rope has special handles. Um, They are so smooth and buttery, if you will. Um, the cable I got for it is like a speed cable with a light, uh, a light weight on it. So it helped me to go really fast. But I'm telling you, I always, you know, double unders, it's hit or miss, right? Some days you got them, some days you don't. I'm so happy that I broke this out. Um, I purchased those um, about a year ago and I just haven't used them. They've been in my cupboard and I decided to pull them out the other day. And boy, am I glad I did. Now, all told. Amy still beat me in the workout. Whatever. I don't think I uh, used my barbell to my advantage and I kind of took some breaks. But head to head, I think I would have done better. I don't know. We'll have to see next time. But just a reminder, guys, to get your discount code for RX Smart Gear. It's good on apparel. It's good on gear, jump ropes, replacement cables, replacement handles. The only thing it doesn't cover is special editions and new releases. Um, but it's 15% off everything else. And that promo code is Clydesdale15, all caps. So head on over to rxsmartgear.com and get yourself a jump rope. There we go. That's better. How are you? I'm all right. How are you guys? Good. It's good to see you again. Uh, Real quick intro. We've got my co-hosts, Scott and Amy. Hi there. Welcome. This is Julie, um, and we're just going to get started. How are you doing today? Can you hear us okay, Jules? Yeah, my husband is just wheeling out the garbage. (laughs) Perfect timing. (laughs) There's no no telling what you'll hear in the background of any of ours either, so we'll just uh, play it by ear. But uh, thanks for coming on and taking the time to talk to us today. Um, just, Just a little background for our listeners. So Julie and I met at the Masters Fitness Collective in Fort Wayne, Um, and I'm not really sure what it was, but there was just something about you, Julie, that I was drawn to. Um, I was working, you were competing. Um, We are both vertically challenged, so I felt a little bit of a bond there in our shortness. Um, Julie's way fitter than I am, so let's just be clear there. Um, But I just, you know, felt like we needed to talk, Um, and we had a couple of interactions, and I know when I was checking out of the hotel, we saw each other and I just said, you know, would you like to be on the podcast? You were like, that'd be great. Um, so really, I appreciate you taking the time and uh, you've got a lot of titles that I want to dig into. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we've, we've done our research and uh, I got a couple that I'm going to rattle off here and then we'll sort of dig into them one by one. Okay. 
And you stop me if I get them wrong. So you got D1 soccer athlete. You've got a national weightlifting champion. CrossFit Games athlete. WAG coach. Working against gravity nutrition coach. Couples counselor, which I love. Uh, you're a mom of two young kids. A wife. And a double C-section survivor like myself. Yes. Right? Cool. All right. So I think we're just going to start from the beginning. Okay. Tell us a little bit about life uh, as a child growing up. Oh, geez. We're going way back. Way back. Um, I grew up in California, and North of the Bay Area, and um, I'm the youngest of three. <laughs> and um, just grew up very uh, athletically oriented. I... I did, um, I played baseball with the boys and I played soccer and kind of was just any, any athletics you could throw at me except for gymnastics, unfortunately. Um, I'm built like a gymnast, but I was a real tomboy. And so anything that like I could imagine my parents wanted to get me into gymnastics. And as soon as I knew that like, oh no, the girls wear leotards, like, nope, not going to do it. Um, which is a real bummer now because I'm like, oh, I wish I had that. Um, but um, then it got to the point where my parents told me I had to choose a sport because we were just going all over, and and I chose soccer, and um, and then uh, I was kind of my goal was um, to be in the Olympics. They didn't have soccer, no women's soccer in the Olympics at that point, but um, that was my goal. And I was kind of on that track. And then um, due to just some family, like family history, as well as just some other stuff, I wound up um, developing anorexia mm -hmm. and went from kind of the very best and fastest to the very worst and slowest. And it just rocked my world. It, um, I was 14, maybe 15. And, um, I was just kind of a shell of a person. It really just robbed me of all my identity. And so I spent a lot of my high school, um, years kind of crawling back from that and, um, kind of proving to myself, I think that I could, be a professional or a competitive athlete or soccer player at that point. Um, mm -hmm. Were you getting, were you getting pressure to lose weight or anything like from the teams at all, or it was just kind of something that manifested on its own? No, I grew up, I grew up, my mom um, has an eating disorder, had an eating disorder, whatever. And my sister had an eating disorder and it just kind of, I think that's what I just learned that like sure. women do. When they I, mm -hmm. I think that stage of development and life, that's such a hard stage anyways, because you, you're trying to figure out who you are, like you're growing into being a woman and there's so many confusing emotional things also and physical things happening that, that, that you can fall into that trap of, of trying to control something when there's so much you can't control. Absolutely. Yeah. And I do remember, you know, just, I was in high school and, and these, you know, this one girl in particular, but I'm sure I was getting it all over. You know, it's like I lost, I went from probably about 115 at the time to, I got down to like 87 pounds and I was like probably at 90 pounds at this point. And she was like, Oh my God, you look great. And I was like, like, I just remember thinking like, I never got to the point where I thought I looked good. I thought I didn't look good, but I just couldn't stop it. And um, I just was like, are you kidding me? Like, I look horrible. <laughs> like, how could you think I look good? But, um, so anyway, um, then I wound up going away to, um, Cornell University, oh. D1 school, got recruited for soccer, and, um, it was a blast. I, I thought I was at summer camp, um, just getting to play soccer, and, oh, there's and that school thing. You moved all the way across the country. Yeah. How was that? What was that like? Um, you know, it, I saw Cornell, um, and thought when I saw it, I was like, you know, this is what I envisioned like college to be. It just with the Ivy on the buildings and it was just beautiful. 
And um, so I went and, uh, yeah, it was complete culture shock for me. It was, you know, here's this laid back California kid. And um, I was surrounded by a lot of New York, New York people. And um, they thought I was crazy. I thought they were crazy. Um, it was not, wound up not to be a good match. Um, so then I transferred to Colorado College and finished out my career there. Um, I did, I was bulimic in college. So that was another thing I was dealing with. And um, so I, and then I was battling with some injuries. I had a torn hip flexor at Cornell. And then when I was transferring over to Colorado College, I wound up tearing my ACL in my left knee. And so I was rehabbing that my whole junior year and then finally got cleared to play for my senior year. Um, okay. Did you so get any was, support? Did you get any support from the school on your eating disorder or did you seek no. any outside help or was this all you sort of just fixing yourself? I wasn't, I, yeah, I was on my own. I didn't, you know, it was very like, you know, eating disorders and especially bulimia is so secretive, so shameful and, mm -hmm. um, so there was a lot of shadow going on in my life at that point. And uh, I wound up graduating and just was miserable and was like, you know what? I'm not going anywhere or doing anything until I conquer this. And so I, that's when I entered into individual and group therapy. And um, then that, that was like my trajectory to health, I guess. Um, and... Nice. Then uh, I was I was psychology and pre med in my un undergrad, and I started trying to study for the MCATs after I graduated and couldn't do it, and um, was just not motivated. And um, so then I didn't know what I was going to do, so I just was in therapy and waitressing and figuring it out. And then that's when I started to really enjoy therapy a lot, and was like, yeah. Maybe I could do this thing. And so then I um, came up to, moved up to Boulder to go to Naropa University. It's a Buddhist founded um, school and did my master's in transpersonal psychology. And all the while, um, I was playing soccer and doing semi pro soccer at that point. Okay. And um, Graduated in 2003, no, 2001, and then got my license in 2003, left the country for a year and a half to go to Costa Rica, something that wow. I just always had wanted to do. Okay. And so lived there for a while, came back and um, still was playing soccer. And then in 2008, met my husband. Um, he was doing CrossFit in um, Seattle. Okay. One of the, I forgot what it's called, but it's one of the first ones. They actually have shut down since, but it was one of the first CrossFit affiliates. And um, he told me about it and was like, I was like, what is, you know, at the time I was doing the low, slow cardio and he's like, you should try this thing. And it was when everybody was doing cross training as well. And so, you know, there was all this stuff and I'm like, what is this, what is this CrossFit thing? And he's like, it's, you know, it's really, it's like a lot of different things. It's intense. And I was like, oh, okay, well, like how long was your workout today? And he's like, oh, it was like, uh, he must've done brace or something. He was like, it's like two minutes. And I was like, okay, you know what? You cannot get a workout in two minutes. And he's, he's like, um, well, it was, it was, you're going hard the whole time. And I'm like, yeah, no, like, that's just not, that's just basically, it's just stupid. And, um, then he wound up, he was in Seattle. He wound up moving to Boulder. And then after about a month, he got me to try it. And then I was hooked and then he stopped doing it. So <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that always the way, right? <laughs> yeah. That is great. So did you find that, um, that, doing CrossFit sort of brought out that competitive, were, were you a competitive person? I mean, I know you played competitively, but was your, did you have that competitive mindset? Oh, and did yeah. that get sort of reawakened? I've always, yeah, I've always just loved challenges and um, love conquering things and learning new things and 
I don't like being bad at things. Um, so that really pushes me. Um, but I loved just learning new movements. And it was like, I could finally find, like soccer was my, my joy. And it was so cool to find some other thing that brought me that same level of, it was, it was nice because it brought me in with challenges and more challenges versus, you know, soccer that I'd been doing since I would was five you know so it was yeah. really cool did you find that um participating in crossfit shifted your mind a little bit when it came to body image totally yeah. okay good yeah um well I, I struggled a lot initially and and a lot of the women in my gym we kind of commiserated around it where we were like we're getting big we're getting big. You're getting you know? bulky. Yeah, exactly. And I, um, so I started in the, at the end of 2008 and I got married um, in February of 2009. And literally I, I like, I got a fitting before I started CrossFit. It was all good. And then I got like another fitting about a month after I'd started. And the seamstress was like, uh, what have you been doing? Cause we get to let this out. And so I, like, oh, no. I told my coach, I was like, I, no more pull-ups. I can't do any more pull-ups <laughs> until I get married. <laughs> so yeah, we were like, our shirts are getting tight, too tight. And so there was a lot there that we were struggling with. And then, um, and then I feel like something shifted with CrossFit where we started just as a, as a culture to really appreciate muscles and, and just fit and that it wasn't like you had to be what go ahead what was you say and we really embraced women being strong then i think totally. there was that shift you know yeah. and i just kind of was like you know what i'm just gonna let go i'm just gonna let go and let my body do what it wants to do and i love what i'm doing and screw it if i have to wear a bigger shirt like okay and once i kind of got into that acceptance that it was much much easier I love it. Very cool. So when did you start competing in CrossFit? Right away, actually. I, um, so I started, like I said, at the end of 2008 and by, um, I think like spring of 2009, I was doing, I think at that point they had the, um, what were they called at that point? They, um, it was before regionals. The sectionals? Sectionals. I was like, what's mm -hmm. the sectionals? It's something. Yeah. <laughs> sectionals. So I did a sectional. And then um, at that point, they were taking teams, but you didn't have to really do much to like go. You could just sign up. So we signed up as a team. And so I went to the games um, in 2009 on a team. Oh, cool. That was super fun. Yeah. Um, at the ranch, right? Yes. It was so great to watch like. I, re I don't remember who it was, but that was when, like, the first time somebody, a woman knocked out butterfly pull-ups, mm -hmm. and it was just, I mean, I just watched and was like, that is effing awesome, you know, it's just, <laughs> um, and I just remember, just, I just wanted, I wanted to be there, you know, I wanted to, to be on that stage. And so how old were you when you, when you first went to the games? Um, you mean as an individual? Uh, in 2009. How old were you then? Oh, 2009. Um, let me do math. Um, let's see. I was 38. Got it. Okay. Very exciting. And so, yeah. So as an individual, I've got some notes down here that says you've been essentially in the top 50 worldwide in the open in the last like six, seven years or since 2016. So clearly, you, you know, you got really good <laughs> to stand on your own. Um, when did you first realize that like that would be a possibility for you? I don't know. Um, really, I think it was right around, you know, because in, in all this time too, I've had two kids. So um, it was like, I'd, I'd be working for something and then, oh, got pregnant. And then, you know, 
it wasn't up, but it was, you know, yeah. Um, but I think around 2016, when all I had been doing was just doing the class wads, I hadn't been doing anything else. And I came in, I think, I don't know, fifth, I don't know what, but you know, relatively close. And I was like, huh, like if I really put in some more time here, maybe did some more weightlifting or something other than just wads, like, um, I think I might be able to, to make it work. And so that's kind of when I decided, like, I'm going to start getting a little serious about it. And what did getting serious look like for you? Um, that meant getting um, my own coach, own programming. Okay. Yeah. And do you still work with that coach now? Um, I don't. I, I, well, at first I was doing, um, I, I think I was doing Invictus, um, their competitors program. I really, really liked that. I thought it was great. Um, and then I got um, a coach who was at my, um, at my gym and he had just taken the OPEX training and he's a PT. And so I asked him if he would coach me. So he coached me for about and programmed for me for about six to nine months. And at that point, you know, he was, he wasn't just coaching, he was doing his PT and I just felt like he was great. Um, but I was like, Oh, I feel bad if I'm kind of bugging him because I know that he has this other PT job going on. And so I didn't want to bother him. And I was like, I just, I feel like I need a, just a full-time coach that that's all they're doing. And so then I switched to an OPEX coach at that point. Got it. So how did you leak in? I'm going to say leak because it seems like you're to overly busy here with having two kids and, and doing all this extra training. How did you leak in doing your counseling? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, so I specialized in couples probably... Trying to think, probably probably around two thousand, like exclusively, probably around two thousand seventeen. Um, okay. So, but owning my own practice, then I can schedule how I want. So, um, I was just kind of playing Tetris with my schedule and um, just you know having my like my husband definitely would help me out a lot. Um, can't do it without the village. So, um, you know, we just worked around it and did um let's talk a little bit about your uh national weightlifting title so i know a lot of a lot of folks myself included you know you get to a point in crossfit where you're you're sort of strong for a crossfit athlete and especially for us masters you realize that you know your one rep max snatch and clean and jerk are pretty competitive um you know in the, on the national level in weightlifting so what sort of brought you to that transition <laughs> It's kind of a funny story. I mean, it's funny when I look at it. So I had had my daughter in October of 2015. Um, and then, of course, I took six weeks, like absolutely no training. And so by, you know, what, like December, I started to just start training again. And there was a guy at my gym who's very much into weightlifting, a very good coach, and and his passion is that. And he was like, you need to come, um, or you need to do this weightlifting meet in, in February and try to qualify for um, the Savannah um, tournament. And so I was like, you know, I just had a kid, whatever. And so he's like, just do it, you know? So I did it and wound up qualifying. and just because I'm a CrossFitter and, you know, we can do that. And then I, he was like, you got to come to Savannah. And I'm like, yeah, but that's right during the open. It was right during the open. He's like, so I was like, I don't, I don't think I'm going to go. And he was like, you should just, you know, he was very convincing. So I wound up going and weightlifting meets for me. I love, I absolutely love because I don't consider it my sport. It's just something I'm doing for fun. And so I never got nervous with any of them. I just was like, put some weight on the bar and let me lift it. Like, it just was like fun for me. And so, um, so that happened where, you know, I did this, went through with the snatches. And then after I think my first clean and jerk, 
I had already won against the competition. And so whatever they're for they're yeah, they were already done lifting. And um, so, I mean, God bless him. He was so into weightlifting that he had the wherewithal to, to look up what oh. the national record was. And so he was like, you want to go for a national record? And I was like, I don't, I don't okay, <laughs> whatever. And so they just, you know, gathered the judges. They had to have three like registered judges there. And so then I, I just did it. I love and it. That was that. It was, it was very unexpected. It wasn't like I went in knowing anything. I, I, you know, and even when I did it, I still didn't really realize like what it was, you know, it was just, just kind of fun. <laughs> so that's, it's kind of awesome. weird to have that. I'm sure weightlifters hate hearing that from CrossFit athletes, but it is true that we're just biased to, to the weight and, and can go in there and just sort of dominate their sport. It's kind of, it's kind of funny. <laughs> sure. That's not really, I don't mean it to be. Uh, no, I know. <laughs> I, I love how you said, I, I, I just did it. I just, I just did it. <laughs> That's great. Because in a normal meet, like you would have been finished, right? Like you didn't have to do your other two lifts because you went last because it was the heavier bar, right? And everyone else sort of maxed out and, and did their three. So that's awesome. Very cool story. I like that. It's fun. It's fun. I love, I love, I think everybody should do weightlifting. Agreed. Agreed. So in 2017, you went back to the games as an individual. Yes. Um, what was that like? That was the first year in Madison, right? Uh, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. And that was really unexpected. I had started with my coach. Um, so I had had abdominal surgery to fix a hernia um, in June, I believe, of 2016. Okay. And so I couldn't work out at all until August. So it was like middle of August. And that's right when I got paired up with my current coach. And so we were talking and he asked me what my goals were. And I was like, I'd love to be able to make the games. And so, you know, really in our heads, it was like, this is a two year process. Like I've got some building to do and whatever. And so when it was, you know, kind of like the results were coming in and it was like, oh my God, uh, oh my God. And we talk about it now where it was like, it was awesome, but in his head, he was like, oh, shit, like, <laughs> like we have so much work to do, and, um, like, she's not ready, kind of thing, mm -hmm. but you're not going to turn down uh, an invite, you know, so we, we kind of just made the best of it. Um, so did you soak up the experience? I did not. No. I had a horrible experience. Oh, I tell was, us all about I, it. <laughs> Yeah. I started off, it was great. And then, it, I mean, I went, it was like, I talk about like, oh, I'm here. And then I'm like, oh, down in the depths. And I'm like, oh, I have to crawl myself out. And then I get up a little bit. And then I'm like, oh, no, that wasn't the depths. I'm going lower now. And then I just was like, um, not performing like I knew myself to be. And um, so it was very hard emotionally. And um, I was, I certainly wasn't a seasoned competitor on the floor. And so, you know, I learned a like, I just, I couldn't even learn a lot. I was so emotional at that point of just what is going on. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, it was not a great experience for me. And um, I was bummed about that. Uh, but I got back and realized that I had absolutely, um, I got some tests done and I had absolutely no testosterone in my body. Wow. So um, that was eye-opening for me and I had to and was, take, take two, two years off. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, is that, is that due to the break that you did take? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you take the break, you're, you're still keeping up with your fitness, I assume, because, you know, you're, you're back at it now and you qualify for the games in 2020. Yeah. Correct? Yes. Then they cancel the games. So then what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, it was such an interesting time. Um, what it was very lackluster, you know, here was this thing that 
was like, oh my God, like I really was stoked. I was stoked about like even going into the qualifier, I came in differently than I ever have. I felt like, you know what, I have done everything that I could possibly do to prepare myself as best as possible for this challenge. And no matter how I come out or how I place, like I know that I have done everything I can do and I don't have any regrets in that way. And so I really, I wasn't really, um, I mean, of course I wanted to, to come in the top 10, but I, if I didn't, I was okay with that. I was really like, I'm, I'm good with how I prepared. And, um, and then, you know, it, the, it went my way and it was just weird because I remember the day that we finished the workouts was pretty much the day that we had, um, quarantine. Like I couldn't go back into the gym and I wasn't going to go back into the gym anyway. I was going to take a week off, but, um, but it just was so weird to like have this really exciting thing happen and feel really good and have none of my gym around me to kind of witness it and just reflect it and and not that i do it for that but it was just like it was just like did this even occur did this even happen and um so it just felt like it was in a vacuum it was very strange and so then it was you know then it was like just sitting there going i, I don't know what i'm even training for at this point i don't like doesn't seem like they're really they don't care about the masters, you know? So I, I just figured they were going to throw us to the wayside. Um, and it was more just like, it was very hard to get motivated to work out. I didn't know what I was doing it for. And um, I just wanted an answer really. And then I kept putting things off and that was annoying. Um, so, and actually, um, the funny thing was I went to work out in the morning and I texted one of the owners of my gym just to say something to him. And he, he responded with, um, oh, I'm so sorry. I was thinking about you. I'm so sorry. Oh. And I was like, what, what, what? And he said, Oh, didn't, didn't you see the Instagram post? And I was like, no. And he shot it to me. And that's how I found out that there's no games. And, um, you know, it was, it was nice. I felt some relief, um, just kind of knowing, having something to know. Um, and then I felt, then I started to get angry, actually. Um, and angry because I felt like, you know, we work our asses off. Um, and I realized that the climate and what they needed to do. I, I, I didn't care about that, but what I cared about was the way in which it was conveyed. Um, yeah. I thought it was absolutely humiliating. Um, it was, well, the word I use is abominable. Like, it's mm -hmm. just like, how hard is it? You were going to send out, you know, kind of a blanket email to us anyway to say, like, congratulations, you made it, you know, da, 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 da. How hard is it to give out a blanket email that just drafts and says, we are so sorry, and this is the result, and, you know. And then the other thing, I'm like, couldn't they just say, like, what's your t-shirt size or what's your shoe size or give us something that acknowledges, like, you made this and it's not going to happen, but we want to at least mark it for you. Um, so I was upset about that. I still am. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and I don't blame you. I, I mean, it's, it's no secret that, you know, prior to, you know, the change in ownership at CrossFit, that the communication is just inhumane sometimes um, in terms of keeping people and athletes in the dark, especially when it comes to the games athletes. Um, so it, yeah, really no surprise there, but even for us as, you know, fans of the sport, you know, we felt that emotion too of like, Oh, like, what are they doing? And, you know, we have, you know, we're a master's podcast, right? All of us are master's athletes and we all sort of have these like hopes and dreams of, 
of making it one day or at least you know being a fan of all the people that do um and so yeah it was hard hard for everybody and i can't i just can't imagine you know you coming back to from two years you know being out of the mix and then finally you know getting to go again and having having this happen so yeah we get it for sure i mean yeah and i i honestly felt especially bad for those individuals who it was their first year making it like i felt i was like god if that was my first year like i i just i wanted something for them especially like yeah yeah but to find out on social media you know super crappy doesn't feel good totally so can can i ask was the masters fitness collective a good alternative to that or did you think it needed to be more? That's a good question. Um, honestly, <laughs> but you might notice a theme with this one. Um, so yeah, I got an email from them saying, you know, top 10 can just qualify. And so I was like, oh, you know, that sounds fun. I like competition. I probably won't go because of COVID, whatever, but I'll register. And then talking with my coach, we were like, you know, it'd probably be a good idea to just get some experience. And, and so I really was going into it like, oh, this will be a nice competition. Like, it'll be just a fun little competition. And then, you know, they came out with what, like the first two workouts or something. And I was like, oh, cool. That's awesome. Those, those look good and look fun. And then they just, you know, kept coming out with workouts. And as they kept coming out and I was like, I called my coach, I'm like, um, this is actually not just a little competition. This is like, I'm now in getting the, the understanding that this is actually what they're, they're trying to put on the games for us. And I did not get that before. <laughs> so I was like, kind of like, oh crap. Um, guess I should have been training harder. Uh, but it was, it was like, it was cool to be like, oh, this, like, when I saw the 50s workout, it was mm-hmm. like, oh, boy, that's damage control for me. Um, but I felt like I loved the experience. I thought they did a wonderful job in three months doing what, the, what they pulled off. It was, like, pretty remarkable. Um, and I thought the programming was good. Um, I didn't particularly like the 20 pound wall balls, but Hey, what do you even do? Um, and yeah, I thought, I thought it was great. I think that it has a lot of potential, um, you know, with CrossFit's backing and that sort of thing to, to really kind of take over for the masters. What I think was really cool is you got more coverage in that one weekend than the master's division has had in three years. Yes. Because you were the only show in town. The spotlight was on you. You were the stars for one weekend. And that was really cool. That was really cool. It was nice to feel valued. Yeah. So do you think that that is a viable alternative as your CrossFit Games championship going forward now that they're going to have more time to plan um, and really set it up? It's a good question and something that I've been kind of um, wrestling with myself because there's something, um, there's, you know, in all of that, it's kind of a yes and where it's like, could be, but um, there's also this thing of like, kind of feeling a little disappointed that like, is it, it's not the games, you know? And I don't know, maybe it's gonna be bigger than the games. Maybe it's gonna be better than the games. Um, but there's this, you know, this thing that you're working towards is getting to the games and it might just be just this paradigm shift where it's like, no, you're working towards getting to, um, the master's fitness collective, you know, you just have to shift that. But, um, so it's a little bit, it's a little bit like, yes, and I'm not sure yet, but I do think it has great potential to be something uh, wonderful for the master's community. I love your analysis. It's like you're a therapist or something. (laughs) I know. Weird, huh? (laughs) Well, I will tell you too, um, the pictures just came out this morning. I don't know if you saw, um, from, from that weekend, like the professional pictures and there's a couple good ones of you. So you should check those out. Thanks. Yeah, I will. Yeah. 
they turned out nicely. So let's talk a little bit about your family life. You've got two little ones. They're adorable, by the way. Thank you. Um, what are their ages now? Um, almost eight and almost five. Girlfriend, that is a, that is a big deal. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. The 2017 games, you know, all the girls, we would just be all talking and they're like, oh yeah, you know, one's going off to college, one's 14, 15, and I'm like, oh yeah, one's almost two. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, oh boy, I'm just not even gonna advertise this. <laughs> <laughs> you just you just lived a little more life than some of us before yeah. having kids. That's nothing wrong with that. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's full. You know, it, um, I tried my best with my both my kids to, um, you know, to be with them as much as possible before they went off to school. So I would really arrange a lot of my. Um, I, so they would always, both my kids would always nap in the middle of the day. Um, and so I would always, selfishly for myself, I always wanted to nap as well. So um, I would always arrange my schedule so that I was home to nap with them. And so we always had that time, but I would oftentimes, you know, spend a lot of the morning with them then go to work then take a nap, then go back to work, then be with them. And so, um, yeah, I, I, it was really important to me to spend those early years with them because they're so formative and they don't last very long. So you would get along with Amy really well because she held, holds the American record for crushing naps. I do. Oh, really good nap crusher. I just had one <laughs> oh, from eight to ten a.m. today. <laughs> ten out of ten. I love them. Anyone who says they can't nap or that I don't uh, get it. Yeah, I don't either. No, yeah. it's, it's especially great right after a hard workout. Like if you can just have a workout and like grab a quick snack and just slam a nap, it's like the best thing ever. And it's good for you. I'm a, I'm a weird napper in the sense that people will be like, oh yeah, just grab like a 20 minute power nap. It's great. And I'm like, no, mm -hmm. no, I'm like hours, hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise it's not really worth it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tease. I'm like, it's like, and I am, <laughs> and I will go in my bed you know, like get into Dark like room. sleeping clothes. Like it's not, I'm not just like dozing off on the couch or something. It's like yeah. a real deal covers. And totally. I'm with you. We should have a professional nappers club. <laughs> <laughs> I have a t-shirt that says expert napper. So there you go. Fresh one. <laughs> I need one. I love it. What do, Julie, what do your kids think of, of mom being uh, you know, this badass athlete? Do they have a concept of, of you doing things? Do they try to emulate you? Are they, popping barbells around the garage, what's going on? Well, yeah, I, um, I don't know how much they actually soak in. Like um, my son the other day, he's, he's very competitive and very athletic. And he was, I don't know, he was talking to me and he's like, I don't know what he was saying, but he was like, well, mom, you know, you're, you're really, I mean, you're good, but you're not that good, you know, or something like that. And I was like, Kanan, um, okay, I just want to let you know that I'm sixth in the world. And he said, well, yeah, but that's like, that's not that great. I said, okay, wait a minute. You know, with all the 45 to 49 year olds in the entire world, I'm sixth. And he was like, what? Really? You know, so, um, oh, sorry. Um, so, I don't know if he really gets it, but I think it was really cool that he got to, you know, and both of the kids got to watch the Masters Fitness Collective and see their mom. And apparently um, after some of my workouts, they came into the garage and they were, you know, doing their own stuff. And so um, I think my son, especially now being around, you know, almost eight, like he's, he's now realizing it a little bit more and they're going to start a CrossFit kids at my um, gym. So he's going to start doing that. And I think then as he starts, you know, maybe in the next two years or something, he might realize it more, but I don't think they, they just think I'm mom. Yeah. What's the name of your affiliate? Uh, Coda CrossFit Ironview. Coda CrossFit Ironview. Awesome. Absolutely love it. It's the owners are amazing. They're just amazing. 
I was going to say, what are some of your um, favorite CrossFit movements and least favorite CrossFit movements? <laughs> we're going we're gonna to um, match on these. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I could tell. Well, you. I have, um, so don't particularly love wall balls. Um, rowing, I've gotten a better relationship with. It's not my favorite, but if you pair rowing and wall balls, it's like, my nightmare and they always do they always I know. Do. so very, very kind of them i have um, a confession to make on that last what was it 20.5 was it wall balls and rowing wasn't there an open workout there every year there's an open workout with wall balls and rowing 19. there was one 19. Yeah, 20. Wall balls and rowing. i didn't do it i didn't do it <laughs> the first open workout i missed in my entire life didn't do it i was like nope nope, nope. i'm out i'm out worst things yeah, go ahead, Julie. It, keep going. It's really Sorry. cruel, but yeah. Um, and then usually I would say um, snatch. My body does not like snatch. Um, I have had a very challenging relationship with it. I have had a discussion with it uh, this past year, and we have come to an agreement of respect. And are you in, are you in couples counseling? I am. In the snatch, I am. <laughs> And, um, but, but there's something about snatch in particular where like, it's like, I could say it's not one of my favorite movements, but it actually is kind of one of my favorite movements because it is so, it's such a challenge for me. Um, my body has some mobility issues. And so, um, I really, I've just been working on it and working on it and working on it. And so part, just part of my personality, because I love the challenge, like, it's kind of like I hate it and then I love it. And mm -hmm. so um, I don't know how to answer with the snatch, but my favorite, my favorite movement would probably be bar muscle ups. I find them very fun. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm trying to think toaster bar fun. I mean, I, I've, I've gotten to really enjoy the gymnastics-y stuff. Um, again, I wish I had been a gymnast, but what do you think? You hold the American record in clean and jerk, and that's not your favorite movement? <laughs> <laughs> I do like clean and jerk, but it's not, I've learned, um, I used to be like, oh, I love clean and jerk, hate snatch. And as I've been learning more and more and working with the Olympic lifts more and more, I have come to realize how much more technical snatches and that that to me makes me um, gravitate towards wanting to like that more of like, oh, that's much more challenging. You've got to really conquer that. And so I like clean and jerk. I'm more comfortable with it. My body likes it more, but um, I, there's something about snatch that's like seducing me. So <laughs> love it. So I have a very bizarre question. Okay. Have you ever been asked if you look like Kristen Wiig? No, I don't know who Kristen Wiig is. So she was on Saturday Night Live uh, for a long time. And then she's been in Bridesmaids and- uh, Oh, she's funny. Yeah, and yeah, then she's done dramatic funny. roles too. She was in um, uh, the movie about getting John Glenn to space, uh, Hidden Figures. She was in I haven't figures. seen a real, like, a uh, serious movie in probably eight years. Since yeah. I so, remember uh, what those years with the young ones. That if you she's never... watching Finding Nemo and things like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> the Lion King. Which I love. Well, you'll, I have love. To Goog you'll have to Google Kristen Wiig. Okay, I will. You have an uncanny resemblance to her. <laughs> you have a much better physique, though. Just oh, that. 100%. So, I, I will agree with that. Yeah. So between 45 and 49, are you creeping up to the 49 part of that age group? Or are you still hanging down with the, the young 45, 46s? Because I can't do math either. How old are you? I'm 49. 49, okay. So next open, will you be in a different age group? Oh, sweet, okay. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's why I'm like, I have been saying like, you know, I'm bummed that like the games got canceled this year, but um, I'd be really bummed if it got canceled next year. Next year, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So as a 49-year-old at, at the top of that age group, you were in first place 
in the Masters Fitness Collective going into the last day. Yeah. So tell us a little bit of what, ha what happened there. I know it's not fun and happy, but I want to hear it. Why I had to pull out? Yeah. Um, yeah, very bizarre. Um, I, so I had practiced the 50s workout um, before I left. And, um, and when I was going back to the wall balls, I felt something kind of um, on my muscle and the top of my knee, like on the outside of like the upper quad, the upper quad or lower quad, whatever you want to say, but right above my knee. And it was like making it hard to, um, to squat. It didn't hurt, but it was just like, Oh, there's something there. And I didn't know what it was. And I thought it was just, um, like maybe tight glued or I don't know. And, um, anyway, so actually before the, before I left, I was debating whether I should even go because I didn't want to hurt myself. And, um, so anyway, I decided to go and, um, and so it was, everything was fine the first day. And then the second day I was walking in the hotel room down to, um, to go warm up and I, I took a step and I got this shooting pain, um, in my tibia and mm -hmm. like below my knee, but definitely in my tibia. It was not in my knee. And I was like, what is that? Never felt that before. Kind of shook it out. It was fine. And then I think I got it another time, once or twice more during the day. And I didn't know what was going on, but just kind of worked through it. And um, at the end of that day two, it's all right. Um, and then day three came along. And before the first workout, I think it happened again. And it would happen just randomly. I had no idea when it was going to happen. And it was shooting pain. And I couldn't put weight on my leg. So it was like I would like just be stopped in my tracks. And um, so it happened once. And then did the first workout, no problem. Um, and then before the second workout, which was the deadlift, um, burpee box jump, which um, I forgot to say deadlifts and handstand push-ups. Those are, I love those <laughs> movements. Um, you know, I was kind of excited for that workout where I was like, okay, this is, this is my jam. Like I gotta, I gotta really focus on this one. And um, I was warming up and I jumped on the box, no problem, and went to step down. I was stepping off the box and I felt it. And I was like, oh, no, not during this workout. And um, so it happened like maybe three times. I was walking to the bathroom before I got called up and it happened like two steps while I was walking to the bathroom. And I just didn't know whether I was going to be able to do the workout and it was going to happen during it. But I got through the workout, it didn't happen. And um, then, at, then warming up for the third one, um, it was happening a couple times and I was like, you know, it's all right because I'm just riding the bike and bar muscle ups, it should be fine. And um, I did feel it a couple times when I would, um, like the follow through with your little jerk with your legs when I did the muscle ups, but um, not enough to like cripple me or anything. And, and then after the third workout, I was like, I, I think I'm going to get some PT and see what is up with this. And I went over to the PT and then I had to get something out of my bag and I went to take a step to go get it. And I couldn't, couldn't walk. And I took, tried to take another step. Couldn't like so much pain. I like every, it was that same experience, but it was every step. And so then I couldn't walk. Um, mm. And I was panicked at that point <laughs> and sure. tried to like the PT didn't know what it was. Then I saw somebody else. She didn't know what it was. She tried to work with it. And then somebody else late at night, um, it's probably about, 8:30 at night where she said well we have a pe or a massage guy that came to work on this other woman you can come and work he'll work on you so he did he worked on me and he um you know tried his best he was trying to help but he wound up cranking on my leg such that it just completely blew up and 
it was much more swollen and stiff. And um, so, yeah, the next day, I, I barely got any sleep. And then the next day, I just was like, there's just no way, just no way. And um, so I didn't know what had happened. I So that's why I pulled out. And then mm -hmm. um, I had to be on crutches, actually, for like four days. Had no idea, thought that I had... Um, done something really bad to my knee or something because at that point my knee was affected and um, got an MRI and turns out nothing is bad with it um, well I mean it's just That's a shitty knee. it's just a shitty arthritic knee that got really um, aggravated did something and just straw that broke the camel's back kind of thing over the weekend probably the snatch run snatch probably really it probably didn't like that one a lot so okay so that was that sucked right i mean you had to pull out you were probably you know definitely going to podium if not take the championship for that um i think at least in your mind you knew how well you were hanging with everybody at that age group does that just give you motivation now for this upcoming training season and what does that look like for you now assuming that you're you know good to go health-wise I'm, yeah, I'm not quite good to go. I'm still limping a bit, but um, gonna work on that. Um, I learned a lot over the weekend, which was awesome. You know, it was awesome to go and just use it as a, a learning experience as well as gaining experience. Um, things I wanna do differently or do the same and um, as well as like, oh, like sometimes, sometimes I do have the imposter syndrome. And um, so it was nice to feel like, oh, I actually, I actually do belong. Um, and so that was really nice for me to get and as a takeaway and, um, and just feel like um, I really, a lot of time, like in 2017, I was very distracted by other people and the announcers and you know what other people were doing and I really um, what I liked about my performance in the Masters Fitness Collective was that I really didn't except barring one workout I really didn't know where anyone else was or what anyone else was doing I was just in my lane and I I liked that it works for me and um, to just to play my game. Yeah. Do you have uh, sights on other competitions before the Open? I I mean, I'm tempted by the legends. I'm tempted. Mm -hmm. um, but I just don't know with my knee if it's going to be ready. Um, I, I'm going to be taking some more time off and rehabbing it. And, um, but you know, it's it's calling to me. I I want to, but I also don't want to do anything that would mess up the open. And so it's it's kind of I'm in limbo right now about it. Yeah, the the stars would have to align. Now, do you, did you not have to do the online qualifiers for that because of your position in the open? Right. That's good. well, that's good at least, right? You didn't have to go through because those athletes were doing that like right on the heels of MFC, right? Yeah. Yeah. Poor things. Crazy. <laughs> Yeah, one of one of my friends in that was there was like came back and did all of them. Like, oh, no way. Are you close with the, those girls? Um, I didn't know any of them. I didn't know really. Any of them. Yeah. Okay. And so it was just it was very awesome to. I mean, that was that's one of the best parts, right? It's like just meeting wonderful people finding out about who they really are as not just an athlete but in their lives and um yeah that was that was a that's a real special part for me is just knowing these women and admiring them and and cheering them on you know at any time that i was like oh this is your wheelhouse like you gotta like do it you know go for it even if i knew i wasn't gonna you know get first or something but i knew somebody else was like oh yeah this is it i'm like go win it, like, go do it. And being yeah. just super, like, proud and and just excited that, that they were able to execute when it was their turn, you know? It's just, like, that to me just excites me. 
Yeah, well, and I'm really lucky to be able to sort of go to these events in different capacities and, and meet you all and, and be inspired by you as well. So um, I really wanna thank you for your time. Oh, yeah. um, you know, we got to make a connection. We got to know a little bit more about you. Um, I think it's a special story and uh, we're excited to have you on the show. Thank you. Appreciate and, uh, it. We'll look forward to seeing you, you know, in the next season as it comes up and, and cheering you on for sure. Yeah, appreciate the support. All right, thanks. It was All great right. talking with you, Julie. Yeah, yeah, you thanks, too. Julie. Thank you. Have Take care. Day. Okay, bye. Thanks so much for listening and a special thank you to our sponsor, RX Smart Gear. Head over to rxsmartgear.com for 15% off everything with the exception of special editions and new releases using our promo code. That's Clydesdale15, all caps. Thank you for joining us on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast. Remember, you can find us now on YouTube as well as all major podcast platforms. Please go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you use and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.